Bing bong, it's El Topo here to tell you about the exciting new mobile game, Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, no, <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Uh, well, it is El Topo. Uh, Alec did not watch the movie, so we do not have his thoughts. So, uh, yeah. So, boo to him. Bye bye. Enjoy the rest of the show. I gawk at you when you're working. Le ciel bleu sur nous peut s'effondrer et la terre peut bien s'écrouler. Podcast. That's right, move the podcast. It is the final week of August. Two out of three ain't bad. Well, in this case, three <laughs> out of four. We've yeah. got Sean, TJ, and Goggs. Alec yeah. is doing the Lord's work at real work right now. Um, and here we are. We watched a boy and his dog. Did Alec send his his thoughts? No, not yet. Oh shit! I really wanted. I I'd hoped we'd have it for this because I'm. I'm I imagine they're think? not good. Well, here's the thing, right? Because me and TJ were talking about this. What do you think? You're you're in that camp. You think that he's not gonna. If he didn't like dog tooth, I don't think he's gonna like this. But I didn't like it. dog tooth, and I love this. No, but he didn't like it for different reasons. Fair. Yeah. If he if he if what he took away from dog tooth is a director trying to like like push off. Put off his like perverted views into a movie. Like this movie is way more perverse than to, like this movie is is about a guy that literally just wants to like get laid in the post apocalypse, and he's not planning on romancing these these particular ladies. Well, no, like, not to bury the lead. I've seen this movie a few times. This movie is like if Fallout was also a teen sex comedy. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a good way of putting it. Even though the titular teen is 27 years old. He is 46 <laughs> years old. Me and Coggs looked it up. It was ridiculous. Hey, he, was 20, he was 26 when that movie was made. I don't know what he's supposed to be. In the book, he's supposed to be 15, which makes yeah. a lot more sense. In the book, he's yeah. very... I, yeah, I, we'll get into it. I read the book after I watched the movie this week. Um, the book is very short. It's literally 60 pages. It's the only, the only reason I read it so fast. Mm. Um, but anyway, let's get into what we watched this week. Let's get into what we watched this week. Uh, Sean, since you weren't here last week. Uh, I watched two things. Two things? Two I watched, um, because of the the wet-ass pussy video, the word gushy is under the vernacular again. Oh, God. So I watched Super for like the ninth time. This is a movie I own, and yeah. I watch it probably biannually, or I guess semi-annually. Yeah. To see if at one point or another I'll like it, like other people seem to, and I still don't. Is that yeah, with I, the Ellen Page and uh, and Rain Wilson? Rain Wilson. Yeah, yeah I do Shut not up like crime. I do not like yeah. that movie at all. Yeah, like it feels like you know, it kind of feels like the comic book kick ass. Like if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Like it's super that. crass, and and I mean, I like things that are crass, but it's kind of like pointlessly crass. Um, That's how I feel about that Kroll show. Not that? Kroll show, but the the, um, the the cartoon. Oh, Big Mouth. Oh, yeah, Big Mouth, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's got all the James Gunn trappings in it. It's just, it feels like a guy trying to kind of figure out his lane and not quite getting there. Yeah, I, can, I definitely agree with that. Slither came out before that, and that was a lot different. And then this, this is kind of like... You can see where, weirdly enough, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of comes out of this movie. You can see his sensibilities. It's just not very good, even though I don't think anybody's particularly bad in the movie. And I think Kevin Bacon's actually kind of wonderful. Like, he's, like, hamming it up as the villain, which I always enjoy with him. So so it's interesting you bring that up, because, like, I was thinking about this today. I I forgot that that was James Gunn, because I was like, okay, they got Gunn to do Suicide Squad, which was like after we saw Suicide Squad, after we saw the first Suicide Squad, we were like that was after Guardians, and we were like, there's the formula, just do that, like, and they they, they went all the way, and they got the guy who made the formula, and that was yeah. like, okay, well, maybe this movie would be good, because I don't think James Gunn had really made a stinker, and, um... Uh, he's been, I mean, I don't know, like, <laughs> Super is not great. Yeah, I don't think Slither's very, I, Slither's fine. Like I don't think it's anything like. I remember the, liking Slither. I don't. I, I remember liking Super. If I'm being honest with you, I haven't seen either in a while. I think yeah. he really, honestly, for me, I think he he hit his stride with Guardians. Like I feel like he's a much better filmmaker now than he was then or back when he was making trauma movies. Yeah, and like, like I know he he didn't directly make Belko Experiment, but that feels a lot more like a James Gunn movie. Like what you it's got like, fingerprints his, like all over it. Oh, for sure. He also wrote the screenplay for Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that does. Yeah, yeah. Visionary director Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, I'm. I guess. Sorry, no. I watched three things. Uh, real quick, I'll touch on another thing because there's uh, you guys mentioned Suicide Squad, and TJ I think is going to talk about Sir David Ayer later in the program. Uh, Gogs and I both are. We saw. We both watched that movie. Oh, okay. Um. And I watched um, fucking uh, Bright, the Netflix movie again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just revisiting, like, uh, interesting films over there. 
Yeah, well, I mean, every, the thing with that movie was everybody made it out like it was the worst movie ever made, and it's just like regular old Max Landis garbage. Right. Like, maybe nobody's seen... I, I still don't know the what's up with Chronicle, but like, I don't know. Bright's just super boring. It has a premise that, like, isn't terrible, but the execution's really bad. I remember one review for it, and they kind of, like, nailed the whole thing. I forget who did it, but uh, they're talking about... <clears throat> like, there's a reference to Shrek in the movie. Like, Shrek still exists in that world. Like, they the would. Shrekiverse. Yeah, but like, they live in a fairy tale world. You know what I mean? Like, the movie well, wouldn't a, make it. It was whole... like, it was, a, it was a documentary when Shrek. The Shrek movie was a documentary. Oh, in that no, that makes sense. It's like Hoop Dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. David Ayer's kind of a hack, and people are like, oh, well, he, he did good with Training Day, but I don't think he directed Training Day. I think he just was, wrote it. Yeah, we were talking about teaching our talking. That was Anquan. Just uh, he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Anquan Fuqua, who also that was another weird like uh, chronicle alchemy because Antoine Fuqua went on to have like the most like cold oatmeal directorial career after that. Yeah, he made that terrible uh, fucking Magnificent Seven remake. Yeah, and he made like one of those King Arthur movies. And did he? He made um. Oh, what's that movie? Uh, ah, fuck. Oh yeah, he made. Didn't he make King? that? No, it wasn't King Arthur. It was Robin Hood, right? Didn't he make that yeah, Robin yeah, yeah, Hood yeah. movie? He made with, one of them. Ugh. Oh, he made that one. Yeah, that's not what I was thinking of. But uh, Equalizer, Equalizer yeah, Two. Yeah, he, he sucks. What happened to that? South guy? Pole. No, what the fuck was it? Um, didn't he do Brooklyn's Finest or one of those movies too? Possibly. I don't. Oh, I thought remember. that was Ayers. The one with Street the Street Kings. Which no, one? Street Kings was David Ayer. Brooklyn's finest might have been him then because those movies are like in my mind interchangeable. Yeah. Which one? Which one has um? This guy. What, did I? Did we lose somebody? Why is it got? How did it get so quiet? I don't know. I don't know. Gogs, are you still there? Can you hear me? Did we lose Gogs? I can. Can you hear me, TJ? Because I can hear Gogs. I can hear yeah. Sean. Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, okay. I don't know why I can't hear Gogs. You can you? So wait, Sean uh, can hear me. On. Uh, no. Okay. Here Just go. keep going. I'll try to figure this out. I might have to rejoin the meeting. I don't know what's going on with this fucking thing. Neat. Wait, so I, I to be clear, Sean can hear me. Correct. And I can hear Sean and I can hear It's TJ. so weird. It's like Goggs isn't even registering like in the like on oh, my computer. He's not Virtual. even like registering at all. Mean spirited. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> that is weird. It's always something. It's always I want to say Keanu Reeves and Street Kings, if that was the question that you're going to ask, but I'm not. No, it's Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle's in Brooklyn Finest with um with uh with our boy uh, Ethan Hawke, and that is Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. And okay. then Street Kings is David Ayers with The Last King of Scotland and Keanu Reeves. And Ti or the game is in one of those movies, if I recall. Uh, uh, let's let's see. Brooklyn's I, finest features none of them that I see. Which one's the cat that has the Dodgers tattoo on his face? That's the game, right? Yes. Yeah, that's the game. Uh, he must be in one of those. Super yeah, I think movies, he's but... in. I think he's in Street Kings. Okay. So what and, did uh, you? So what did you think of Bright as you came back to it? It's just fucking boring. Like, why, did, just why like, did you watch it again? I don't know. I was just like, uh, it was one of those. I'm gonna put something on in the background so I can do other shit kind of movies. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. It's an interesting yeah. pick for that. For that, yeah. Year. I was like, 
Well, maybe I was really trying to see if it was like as bad because I remember when I saw it, it was like that kind of um, alien covenant thing where I was like, well, it's not as bad as everybody said it is. And it's still not like people just like were like locked and loaded to call. I think people just wanted to pick a, a worst of the year movie and that happened to be it. Yeah. yeah, I remember I remember watching it. I remember hating it. I remember liking yeah. it a lot more than I expected. It's, it's, it's the people that say the worst movie that's ever made was the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, 3, which is yeah, just so dumb. It's a movie that's just there. Like it has like, I don't know. It's like Max Landis had a cursory understanding of, um, Shadow Run and David Ayer just made a David Ayer movie with magic in it because yeah. it's all that same David Ayer like oh fuck shit bro we're gonna get smoked like actually more of that more of that a little bit later <laughs> oh there yeah. actually is there actually is magic in it too oh you know what I got kind of bummed because you said you're watching the the is it called the Tax Collector is that the name of the movie yeah, yeah. Tax Collector and I thought you watched the Debt Collector and didn't like it I was like oh no I'm sad <laughs> like, no 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 the Tax Collector oh and Go ahead. So I'm going through the the David Ayer directorial list. I'm trying to remember. There's got to be. I can't remember. I don't. Part of Fury, Fury is like two thirds of Fury is good. Yes. End of um, Watch. I can't remember how I landed I, on that. I've never seen that, but I've heard good things. He he made um harsh times. I think. I think that was probably his best movie. I know you hated it, but you yeah, also I didn't only care saw ten that. minutes of it. Yeah, what I watched, I did not like. <laughs> But uh, lastly, I watched Creed, and that movie's, like, perfect. Like, every beat in that movie is perfect. Like, the choreography, like, you forget how good that first fight is, the the single-take fight. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, going back and watching it now, you can see kind of the tricks so they can put the makeup on the guys while they're still moving the rig. But, I mean, it's it's a tremendous movie, and I'm glad they kind of recast Apollo's wife as Felicia Rashad. She's really good in the movie. Oh, she's outstanding. And yeah, like the fantastic. the woman that played um uh I forget what her first name is, but Creed's wife, Apollo's wife in the movies was not like a they didn't have the same kind of gravitas as an actor that uh Felicia Rashad does. No, oh, she's yeah. like she's like such a matronly like actress at this point. Like it, it just yeah. carries so much weight. You really believe that like she like she's still mad at Apollo about having this kid and dying, but like, she knows it's just like, she's like kind of duty bound. Like everybody's kind of like honor bound to take care of this kid. Yeah. Even though they're not directly related to him, which is kind of an interesting theme about family. Yeah. But, and, like, um, definitely. but her, like the, her character, it's funny you bring it up. Cause her character is so like the way she like dresses Donnie down with her eyes. Yeah. And, like gives him shit. Like you're going to do whatever you want anyways. But like, just you can just tell like her sort of reserved, like it's that she just has mom disappointment down like so perfectly. And then at the end when she's like cuts to him, them like rooting for him, it's like so nice. It's crazy like how good Michael B. Jordan is, and he has, and th- you know this is like not to be taken the way it's going to sound. He has the worst performance in the movie because everybody else is on fire. Like Stallone, it's it's his best performance I think besides First Blood. Like yeah, period, he's really good at it. He's um, outstanding. Tessa Thompson like steals the movie every time she's in it. Yeah, she like everyone's everyone in that movie is just bringing the heat. And yeah, you're right. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is just putting on like an outstanding performance. He's being outshined by the fact that somehow everyone else is doing better. 
the soundtrack's fantastic. I mean, the his tr- running montage with Meek Mill and the Bill Conti theme mix mm-hmm. is like the best piece of music in a movie since Dawn of the Fates, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that movie's fucking excellent. I love the second one too, but like, it's. I don't think I'd seen Creed since I saw Creed two, and I, I guess in my mind I thought they were closer together than they actually are, and they're really not. As much as I do really like Creed too, yeah, uh, Creed is like a masterpiece. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally, totally agree. To Gogs, I watched two and a half things. <laughs> oh shit! One of which I'm tabling to talk. One is with. tabled. One's tabled because because uh, me and TJ have been pulling double features lately, which is enjoyable. It is. Um, so I watched. Let me go back. I watched the rest of the Tax Collector with 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 Michael Jai White. So wait, time out. You watched you watched the movie called the No. You, I'm not that okay. Tax Collector. Falcon Rising. Excuse I was going to say you watched oh, the movie saw, called the You saw the movie called the Tax Collector. <laughs> then you watched the movie called the Tax Collector. Yeah, I saw I saw Falcon Rising years ago. So I watched half of it last week, <laughs> and I watched the other half this week. I love Michael Jai White. I love the movie's the, not good. It's not good <laughs> at all. And I couldn't, and I fucked it up last week because I was trying to describe what the movie is like. And they came back to me after the fact. And I'm glad I finished it because I can bring it back up. Falcon Rising looks like Lethal Weapon 5. Like it looks like the guy who <laughs> always sunny did it. Like it looks, it's that level of production. And the plot is just ludicrous. It's so just what? Ah, I don't. Uh, it's it's so bad. It's not even bad. It's just so by the book, and it's just all the like. It's just it's so the the way it's directed and is shot that, is just so. Uh, it's so freshman year amateurish. It's, it's like painfully so. It's like they bought uh, an action movie engine and yeah, just skinned right. it. Yeah, like it's, here's a bunch of st- here's a bunch of B roll from every. Brazilian action movie ever of like favelas and kids playing soccer in the streets and here's yeah, some speed ramps at the beach just to remind you you're in there. Everything's orange. It looks like a, some kind of man on fire nightmare. Yeah, and like yeah. Michael, like it, it's not it's not um, Michael Jai White's fault. He's doing fine in it, and his karate is always is is enjoyable. But the movie is just it's just like it's boring. Like I don't know how you make a karate action movie so boring. But if, if, I, if I recall correctly, does he fight some kind of like Christopher Lambert meets the twins from the Matrix Swordsman at the end? Am I correct? Or sort am I of, there's that? a three-way. There's spoiler alert. There's a three-way between him. Uh, uh, so the so here's the here's the plot. Michael uh, Michael Jai White's uh, like the movie actually starts kind of compelling because the the movie starts with him putting bullets in he, there's a shot glass with no bullets a shot glass with one bullet and a shot glass with two bullets and he does like some sort of weird eeny meeny miny mo thing where he's naming people's names what i assume is like fallen comrades because it's laid on pretty heavy that he's got like a special forces guy who's like dealing with severe ptsd and depression and he fucking he lands on the two bullet shot glass he pours a shot of whiskey into the shot glass slugs it back with the two bullets spits the two bullets out puts them in a revolver spins it puts it under his chin and pulls the trigger and he lives and he's like okay well looks like a fight another day so then you find out what came out first this or max Payne three because i feel like when i saw it i was like there's a lot of max Payne three in this oh it had to be this like this i feel like let's see um falcon rising came out 
in 2014. Actually, Max Payne 3 might be. Max Payne 3 came out in 2012. Yeah, two years prior. So before you before you get too into the plot, when you're talking about his backstory, Michael Jai White's so huge and imposing. Like his character never needs a backstory. You just see that guy walk on screen. You're like, oh, I just assume he's something or other. He yeah. looks like like under. It looks like he's wearing the fucking uh, Varia suit from Metroid under his shirt. His <laughs> shoulders are so round and huge, like it's insane. Um, so his sister is is Leila Ali. She's like a social worker who's working in the favelas of Brazil. She gets beat up and left for dead. He goes down to Brazil and he pals up with his old buddy from the from Special Forces Age, now the American consulate. Um, what's his name? McDonough. Um, Neil, Neil McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then you find out basically the the plot unravels that uh, the Yakuza have moved into Rio and they are shipping girls out. Uh, they're 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 sex trading girls back to Japan, I guess. And the police are involved in it, and there's his sister found out too much and got beat up and left for dead. So then it becomes Michael Jai White versus Yakuza in Rio, which on paper sounds that sounds great. awesome. That sounds yeah. really cool. It's not like you know no. what's good like like um not black the, rain, not the cocaine connection. What was the one we watched where the guy like oh, killed the, the, uh, the Chinese connection? Much better, much almost a similar present presence, and much better. Um, this is just, I don't know. It's it's boring, and like the fight, like Michael Jai White never seems. There's, you know, like when you get in, like you want to, you watch an action movie, you want at some point to feel like the hero is in maybe some sense of danger. Sure, it's like course. that's the part that's like half the fucking fun of an adventure or an action movie. Like, there's like, literally no like he is never under duress this entire. Well, uh, I I think we do like movies though where the hero is in no danger, but they have to be so like ridiculously overpowered that it's like a splatter movie almost. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Like, that's okay. Right, like, but this was like, like he doesn't. I don't even know if he takes. Like, I think it finally takes to the last fight. He maybe gets cut up or hit a little bit, but like he never. Like you like 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 Die Hard's fun because fucking. Uh, Dude's getting beat the shit out of him the whole time. He wins, but he's at least he's like he's he's taking shots. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's why Die Hard four and five are no fun. Right. Yeah, because he turns into Captain America. He's like riding jet planes and shit like that. Right. So John McClane's fun. Well, he was fun, but anyways. Um. Yeah. Shout out to Blood and Bone though. That movie was awesome. Blood and Bone was good. Um. So then. Um, so I watched that. I watched Falcon Rising. I watched uh, the other thing I watched that I didn't watch with TJ was something I'd never seen before, which will probably be surprising to both of you. I watched The Reanimator. Oh, it's oh, a great shit. movie. Love that movie. That, 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 that movie. I've read the book, or I read the the story, the, story. the Lovecraft story. Yeah. Um, Reanimator is a ton of fun. Like it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a it's fun, great. like goofy horror movie. With a lot of like crazy gross out shit in it, like I I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, did, you, did you watch the unrated version? I don't know. I watched yeah. whatever's on Tubi. Did you see the did, did you see the sex scene with the fucking head, like the 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 head the oral sex <laughs> given from a decapitated head? I think that's the only difference between. Well, them. I mean, I saw it, his his head was being put in that area, and then he gets rudely interrupted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel no. like that's the only difference between the two versions. Yeah, but that's um, that movie's something else. 
Like, it, I, it's an interesting, I don't know, I guess it was like, was it 85? It was like sort of, not yeah, the heyday of zombies, but it was, uh, it's yeah, something. It's, it, and it's not scary at all, right? And I, I think that wasn't going for scary. It's just going for like, do you think it's like considered a horror comedy? Like, what do you consider? Yeah, kind of. Stuart Gordon makes, besides Robot Jocks, makes those kind of movies. Like, did you ever see Castle Freak? No. I mean, that's ostensibly a horror movie, but it does have a scene where a guy gets his dick hilariously ripped off. So, like, yeah, it's like yeah. evil. It's like Evil Dead, yeah. right? Like, it's like it's like a goofy. It's like a goofy movie with some like a lot of like gross effects. Yeah, exactly. But I really, uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I'd never seen it before. And then uh, the last thing is tabled, so I will pass to TJ, and then we can talk about Tax Collector. Um. Besides the table thing, well, I mean, I, I guess including the table thing, I watched two things. Nice. Uh, I watched. I watched it this morning. I watched the decline of Western civilization part two. It's a documentary about heavy metal, like in the eighties, like specifically the uh, the eighties, like hair metal scene in L.A. And it's fascinating. It's like really, it's a really, really good documentary, and it's like. Um, I don't know. It makes me yearn for the past, but it's also like all great documentaries. Like it's like on one level, it's about one thing and the other level, it's about all these people that are just going to fail. And I mean, obviously now, like we have the benefit of being almost 40 years after this thing got made. But like one of the, the, one of the primary things that the director talks about, and she talks to a lot of different people is all these, all these like musicians in LA that are in like these nobody bands. And they're all just like, like there's a montage towards the end of the movie where she just keeps asking the same question. Like, well, what, what's going to happen when you don't make it? And they're like, Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Like they all say it. And it's like, well, we know they didn't make it. You know what I mean? Like there's this one band that, uh, that gets spotlight in the movie and they're called Odin. And the guy, like, it's actually, it's actually, it's fucked up, but it's one of the funniest scenes in the movie. So these guys are like, you know, this like burgeoning hair metal band and they got this good looking lead singer and like the whole thing. And they're they're They show them perform, but then they intersperse that with them being in this hot tub with all these chicks. And they're talking about, you know, how they, they expect success and all this stuff. And and like it gets real dark because the lead singer is like talking about how like he like his contemplated suicide and all this stuff. And they pan out to like the bass player that's just looking at him like, the fuck is this guy talking about? There's all these girls around like I, you're killing the vibe here, my man. And uh, of course, did, they they did not make it. Uh, Odin uh, was lost to history. You know, did uh, Penelope Spheris direct that? Do yeah, you know, she, I think she directed the first one. She directed all. There's three three parts of it. And she directed all of them. The first oh, one's yeah. about the first one's about punk rock. Yeah, seventies. Yeah, I've seen the first one. The first one's great. The second one's about uh, hair metal. Uh, I mean, they call it just metal, but it's really. I mean, I guess there's a little bit about Megadeth and thrash metal, but it's mainly about hair metal bands. And then there's a third part, which I didn't know about till today. I didn't know there was a second part. Yeah, the third part's on Prime, and it's a. I guess it's about like crust punks that are like homeless, which I don't yeah. know. It's probably Pass. way too depressing to watch. Is Gog still here? Or did you just get yeah, ready? Yeah. To okay. But yeah, it's really Gogs, good. It's- do you recognize, do you recognize that woman's name? What's her name again? Penelope Spheris. 
I'm gonna look it up. Should should I? She directed Wayne's World. Really? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I love Wayne. I love Wayne's World. But yeah, uh, the decline of Western civilization. The first two parts I can vouch for. I haven't watched the third part. I will watch the third part. Um, but I, I kind of miss like I mean I know that nowadays we get a lot of documentaries. But like this thing was shot on film and it like looks really good and it sounds really good. Like there's a I mean, there's a bunch of live performances in the movie and they all sound and look fantastic. And it's like you don't really get those kind of documentaries anymore. Like everything is is done digitally now. You saw um, salad days, right? Yeah, I thought that was great. You should watch um if you I don't know if you can come across it. I think I have it on VHS. It's called Another State of Mind. It's about a, a minor threat. Social oh, distortion no. tour when Mike Ness was like seventeen. Oh shit! And no, like, I'd like to, I'd he, like to see that. Yeah, he was just as obnoxious oh, at yeah, seventeen can, as he is I, now. But I can only imagine, probably think, more so. Yeah, I think you'd appreciate it. Oh, without a doubt, I love rock and roll documentaries. Um, also, a lot of titty in this documentary, so that's always good. Like, it's funny because you know they she interviews um, like established people of the time. And two of those established people are Gene Simmons from Kiss and uh, Paul Stanley from Kiss. And every time they cut to Paul Stanley, all his interview segments, he's in this giant bed with like six women just like all like all over him. It's like like he's just laying there and it's shot from like a a tall angle, like a like above the bed. And it's just it's just fucking hilarious. Like that's the way that he wants, you know, his image to be projected. It's it's. Like Gene Simmons is in some kind of like lingerie shop. It's it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like I, I think like even even non like uh people like metal fans or music fans could appreciate just the just like the cultural snapshot of what LA was back then. Because there's a lot of interviews with just just like fans and people on the street and like it's it's fucking wild. Like there's this one bar I can't remember the name of it. But it's run by this old creep, and he like he's like we got a dancing competition, right? And it's like a big deal because all the the hair metal guys are like the judges, and it's just like a strip contest with these chicks, and they're the <laughs> they're crowning like the Miss whatever in the documentary, and they interview the the previous winner, and she's like, I I'm gonna use this like I'm really happy about me winning, and. I'm going to use this as a stepping stone to my career and my acting. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh honey, like, <laughs> like, and no. then they cut, then they cut to all the fucking hair metal guys that are like, yeah, I fucked her. I don't care. Like, it's like, it's so like, I mean, it's kind of like n- nihilistically hilarious, but I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Also like Lemmy, Lemmy is in one it. to be Dave Judy does. Yeah. Lemmy's in it. And, uh, uh, Ozzy is in it. Ozzy has one of the most wholesome like segments in that whole movie because every time he's being interviewed, he's just making his breakfast, and it's Aww. like it's yeah, it's just like re- like really sweet. And then because Ozzy's so fucked up, like he like there's a like he everything's normal, right? And then he he like goes to pour some orange juice, and they cut to a close shot of the orange juice. And like he can't get it in the glass, it's just like shaking, and it's like there's like Aww. like like an ounce of it gets in the fucking glass, and then the rest of the orange just goes all over the table. And it's it's just funny. Like he has he has this thing where they, she asked him about Betty Ford, and she's like, you know, how is it? And he's like, it's boring. 
He's like, he's like, it is helpful. He is, it is helpful though. I learned that I'm a drug addict and an alcoholic. He's like, I'm still a drug addict and an alcoholic, but it's helpful to know. <laughs> like, are like, uh, are like Poison or Molly Crew or anybody like that in the movie? Or did they? Is that yeah. that era? Okay. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Poison's in it. Uh, Molly Crew is not in it, but like Poison's probably besides Kiss and Ozzy are probably like the the big. Uh, names in it like Megadeth is in it and then you got other bands like Faster Pussycat and uh, London which are like obviously like smaller bands but they were, big, they were bigger at the time um, but it, it's it's uh, there's there's this one scene that uh, that I'd seen long before I'd seen this movie where yeah, I can't remember the, I think his name is Steve Holmes he was the guitar player in Wasp and he's Did just he in the, AIDS I th- I could have sworn he did have AIDS, but I looked one of up- those guys had AIDS. I thought in Wasp. The, the, I believe you're right, but I think it was the drummer, maybe. But anyway, yeah. so I thought I thought Stephen Holmes had died because I was convinced he was dead. Like if you watch this scene, his interview, he's in a pool drinking straight from a bottle of vodka, and the thing that's weird is his mom is sitting right there, so he's she's like interviewing his mom too. And he literally says, like, in the interview that he drinks five bottles of vodka a day. And it's like, how is this fucking guy alive? Like, that's insane. Like, I don't know. Anyway, it's great. It's on Prime. I highly recommend it. Um, So that brings us to the thing Gogs and I both watch. Gogs, I'll let you do the honors. Mm. So we watched... David Ayers slash Shia LaBeouf slash Bobby Soto's um, tax collector. Bobby Soto is uh, Hispanic Charlie Hunnam, by the way. I gotta gotta say, I got, I'm not gonna lie. I I thought about this after the fact, TJ. I wrote this down. I was like, you know what? I gotta give this movie points Uh because it's it's subverted my expectations. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it subverted the fuck out of them. Like it did everything. All the notes I ex- I did not expect. There was like three scenes in this movie that I expected to see that lasted a grand total of like maybe five minutes. Yeah, the movie. The yeah, rest ahead, of the sorry. film is like what I what me and TJ are talking about. We I guess what David Ayers wanted to try and make as like a a Southern California, uh, you know, uh, Latin American crime epic. Yeah, this is his Godfather. Maybe. Right, oh, and he, he, was, he was making uh, the 2020 version of Me Familia. It's yeah, just, it's like it is like the first half hour is like um, I would have liked to watch actual members of the IRS do their job more. Like this is Dude, like yeah, they, they're so it's just they're running around. They're like it's, it's like it's, they do an establishing scene of like here's what these guys do, and then they take that establishing scene and they do it 12 more times. It's like yeah. we get it. It's it's classic bad movie, the podcast movie, where it's like an hour into the movie, you're like, is this movie gonna start anytime soon? Like the conflict doesn't arrive until the last conflict like four, arrives at like the midpoint. Yeah, yeah. The like villain of the movie doesn't show up until halfway into the movie. Movie villain in this case, very interesting. Was oh, well, well, like, for like, one one scene, to be for fair. One scene. So yeah. so here's so here's the here's the lowdown on tax collector, so no one else has to waste uh, an hour and 34 minutes or yeah. uh, $7. And we almost watched 
the new Google Dundleflex movie, but it was a minute longer. So fuck. <laughs> that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> um, so so you meet. You're introduced to Bobby Soto and Shia LaBeouf, and their job is What's they Shia LaBeouf's name in this movie? Creeper. So him and Creep. So Creeper. <laughs> Neck. David, David, David and Creeper roll around collecting tax money on all the local gangs, and that's their job. They go around. They threaten violence. You make your count. Blah blah. blah. It's you know it's your standard. It's your standard protection hustle, right? And they report to this mysterious guy who's running the whole thing from prison called the wizard. And there's like this whole series of people writing notes into pills, then pooping them out. And those notes get turned into like little girls, chocolate bars that you buy on the side of the street. Um, but it <laughs> like, sounds not, like a whole thing. <laughs> well, here's the, here's the fun part. You, it's spe- the movie spends all this time about the technical aspects of their, their like crime dealings. But it means nothing. Like you could have cut all that out because it doesn't make a, it doesn't give a it, it literally adds nothing to the plot. There's like, like that, a whole like potential like shake up slash coup that's like hinted at that is never I guess if truly resolved. Um I'm already bored. Yeah, it's, you should be. So bad. Now Dude. all of this is being set up against the fact that this guy that Bobby Soto's character is like a family man. He's getting his daughter's Red Raver, his daughter's quinceanera, and like he's got like <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. He's not he's not kidding. No, he's I know not you're kidding not. at all. So you know, Stacy, uh, what, what's Mexican? What did I do? Oh, yeah, what, what did I do? I got like a bar mitzvah, like an L bar mitzvah or something, like I don't know. Um so, oh, he's from Bethesda, Maryland, by the way. So, yeah, Air is from Bethesda, Maryland. <laughs> yeah, he was born in Illinois. He's, he grew up in Bethesda. He's no a fake shit. tough guy. Yeah, that's so, hilarious. So <laughs> now, um, so this is all happening, and, and you're getting this really heavy-handed bullshit about how this guy wants to be this family man who's like walks with God, and at the same oh, time, yeah. he's doing all this like this this scumbag work, and then you're dealing with, and he's he is juxtaposed. You're getting actually no. This is David Ayer stole everything. David Ayer stole the car conversation about about God and 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 being a um, agnostic or whatever from fucking Pulp Fiction between yeah, Jules it's, and it's fucking Vince Vincent Vega. It's a right? thousand percent what it is. It's not. It, like, it's not even clever. It's like exactly the same. The creepers like I don't believe in shit. When I when I kill people, I'm their God for that last second of their life. And when I'm dead, I'm just fucking meat. And I'm like, okay, that's not bad. And like. Some of like Shia LaBeouf's like alluded violence looks interesting. You never really get to see it. Yeah, you never get to see it. Also, I'd I'd like to point out before we move past it, it was it was very well publicized that Shia LaBeouf like had an actual tattoo for this movie, like a huge chess piece. Uh, you never see it in the entire movie. He literally <laughs> got it. He got it for no reason. Well, there's one scene with his shirt off, and he's covered in fake he's blood. He's covered in blood. You can't see it. So there's, like, no point. He got that tattoo for no reason. So well, do, now, you think, do you think there's, like, four hours of uh, bare chest cuts a la the Joker in the Suicide Squad? Possibly, yeah. So, there, so, so you're dealing with this and whatever, and people don't have their money because their kids got leukemia and this, that, and the other, and the quinceanera is happening, and they're trying to make it, like, the Godfather two or the Godfather one wedding or the Godfather two wedding. There's a lot of weddings. It's, it sounds like they won big at the trope slot machine. Like. <laughs> the best part of this movie is this thick Spanish girl named Lupe. That was my favorite part of the movie. 
Yeah, she looked like uh, like Hispanic Cat Denning. So now loved, loved her. She was great. So now you get um, so Creeper and David are out doing their shit, and they they go to make a, they visit his uncle George Lopez. George, here's a bad sign when the best actor in your movie is George Lopez. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So. And I don't even know if he was a good actor. It was just he was just cursing a lot, so it seemed like he... I legitimately think he wasn't bad. I don't, I'm not gonna lie; I don't think that Shia LaBeouf was doing that bad. He just uh, so here's what's funny, right? So you would think I don't know if Shia LaBeouf's a bad actor or he's just insufferable, and I'm carrying that baggage with me every time I see him and stuff. I don't think he was bad in this, but here's what's wild, right? If you look at all the fucking promotional material and everything, you look at all the posters, and you figure this is like a two hander, right? Look at these two guys. Like going all like going ham on everybody, right? So you get introduced about uh, midway point to this guy who's not going to pay his money. He's not going to pay his money because this guy who was just dripping in like like golden trimmed silk shirts is coming <laughs> and saying, "I'm moving in." He's some former psycho that ran away to like his, uh, name's, his name's Venom or something, Venom Venejo or something like that. And he ran away to somewhere, and now he's random random came back. He practices Santeria in the movie, which is very interesting. Like he's like praying to the death god and gets all predator two for like a scene and a half. And I'm like, okay, yeah, one scene. He literally does like human sacrifice and it rules. But the funny thing is, he needs to do human sacrifice so he can kill the rival gang in the most obvious place in the middle of the day. It's like, like the 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 David's gang. There's a hit on his uncle. And then, well, like, his uncle, goes to, his uncle goes to go to wipe this dude out, and then he gets, then David gets summoned to a nightclub to find that uh, his that uh, fucking George Lopez's head is in a playmate cooler right next to this guy at the club, and then they're like, "All right, well, let's go after him." And then when they're sitting there having a little powwow, open air at uh, the at, at the at, uncle's garage, where like, where else would they hang? Like, they don't go to like a more secret location or a location where they might not be able to find them. They're just right out in the open. All these then- cats roll out with like, they're all wearing like bedazzled fucking like cowboy hats and like army of two masks. And they're just like, I'm like, glad you brought up army of two. Cause like every David air movie poster looks like an army of two. I was going to say that earlier. And these guys just, and they just, they literally wipe out everybody. So here at this point, we're probably still 40 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. They capture Shia LaBeouf before he can even do anything. They torture him and then they fucking smash his brains in. He's dead. He dies. He doesn't even fight. He He dies by getting his like face smashed in by like getting curb stomped, basically. And like they set Shia LaBeouf up to be this like total badass and he doesn't do a fucking thing. Nothing. So then the rest of the movie is. So then you get Bobby Soto's character trying to figure out what to do because everyone he's got has been wiped out. And then you got Chekhov's Bloods because he saved a member of the Bloods gang earlier in the film. He went to go see... The- uh, also, oh. Gog's called this terrible plot development like as soon as it happened. He's like, these guys are going to come back and save the day. It was Sure enough. So that's what happened. This, this, this completely unearned plot point where the Bloods... So the, 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 the chicken murderer steals he kills bobby soto's wife he's about to escape bobby soto's about to get out he kills bobby soto's wife while he's going to get his runaway money kidnaps his kids threatens to send his put his kids in a vat of acid unless he pays him off or some shit like that 
Bobby Soto goes and gets the Bloods. The Bloods are like, yeah, sure, why not? We got nothing else to do. And they go and start fucking shit up. And there's a couple of good scenes there. There's a scene where a dude gets his head hung out like a fucking Dodge Caravan and gets his face dragged on like the 305 in L.A. or something. And like it rips all the flesh off his face. He looks like goddamn Two-Face. It's amazing. That was, that was a cool scene. Yeah, but it lasts for half a second. Right. Then you find out that like this guy doesn't have his kids. This guy doesn't have Bobby Soto's kids under like fucking lock and key. They're like sitting at his abuela's house. Like, <laughs> yeah. The old woman's just sitting there. Like, there's like maybe two guards. They save the kids. They get that. He's like, hey, kids, go with these bloods now. He sends the bloods off with his children. And then the grandma flips on her grandson like lickety split. He rolls over to this dude's house. And it's like this anticlimactic like semi shootout and then you get like a callback to him learning judo as he beats the guy to death with a sink and yeah, then- there's, there's one scene in the movie that that like doesn't connect to anything where like suddenly david is rolling and doing judo and, and gogs and i are like where the fuck did this come from and then sure enough that was like the one scene that's literally called back to that he knows how to get out of like a chokehold it's so fucking stupid and then- is it- is is shia labeouf supposed to be hispanic in the movie it's uh, not. They say that he's not, but he talks like like a. He's got that Vato kind of uh, vibe just in looked, his speech. Yeah, I just looked at a picture, and he has a very little puppet esque goatee. Like, <laughs> no, he's got he he's got he's pulling off. He's going for the look, and like I this is something me and TJ are wondering about. Like, did they make like his his ears are all f- like cauliflowered out like are they really like that in real life or do they do like they're not his ears are not all fucked up in real life so that was a distinct makeup choice they gave for creeper yeah was to give him like heavy cauliflower ear. yeah so this movie fucking sucked basically <laughs> so then and then the very end bobby soto like calls his dad you he calls the wizard you find out the wizard's his dad and he's like i'm proud of you and his wizard is his wizard his dad jimmy is jimmy smith, smith. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this. I wish it was the. It should have been Carlos Mancia. Jimmy Smith is like the Ted Williams of Puerto Ricans playing Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> like this silly ass. I'm looking at this giant tattoo that he got. This giant for, for nothing for no tattoo, fucking reason. It's not. It doesn't show up in the movie. <laughs> yes. Not to a point where it's even legible. Not the point where it needs to be a real tattoo. He never even takes off his shirt until the scene where he gets murdered. Like he's always in a suit, so like you can't even see it like peeking out. Like it's not. No. It's, it's not even not. hinted at. Like it's not even like Clooney's tattoos and From Dust Till Dawn, where you sort it's, of see a little on his neck, and then you're like, realize this it's movie a giant piece. is the like the like epitome of David Ayer and his cringy writing. Like everyone talks like a bad like i actually when we started watching it i was like oh this is like grand theft auto but then i retracted my statement because grand theft autos are written pretty well yeah like grand theft auto 5 has way better dialogue than this movie and the characters are better like this movie is just everyone talks like this weird stereotype and then like i don't know the the, just the way everyone interacts with each other is weird and off-putting the way the movie's pace doesn't make any fucking sense. So, like, I, I'm looking at this tattoo he's got, and it could not be more like fucking stereotypically Hispanic than if it was just a big package of Cafe Bustelo. <laughs> like, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's great. But he's gonna roll around <laughs> with that forever. Like, that, yeah, it's, and it's huge. It takes right. it's a whole chess piece. It's it's fucking enormous. Like, how many I will. I will. That? 
what do you I think? will give it at least like I would imagine at least like two or three, depending on how long they took in between. It, it's a good I'll give it credit. Tattoo. They, yeah. The tattoo is done very well. Like yeah. whoever did it is a great artist. But like the the fact is, it's like you got that tattoo for a movie. Do you Why? think he came in and asked for the tattoo in character? It's like, uh, can I? Is there a, a creeper here for four o'clock? Yeah, Holmes, that's me, man. See, and the thing is, there is a moment in the movie where they go to collect money from a tattoo shop, and I thought maybe they would introduce his tattoo in that scene, and they don't. And yeah, it's, yeah, I don't know. The movie fucking sucks. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so. <laughs> Wait, the picture on his chest, yeah, is actually a picture of his parents. Uh huh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta see if I can. I gotta hold, see on. If I can. Hold, on. hold on, hold on. Can I share my? I gotta just. I gotta share this to you guys. Like I was like trying to figure out the deep because I was like that picture doesn't make any fucking sense. Hold on, this a pair, and then if if uh. If fucking uh, if this is to be believed, let me know. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah. Like supposedly, this is an actual picture of his parents. Well, then that's not as bad. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool picture. Right. I guess. I guess it's not that bad then. Well, that's what people are saying. Is it makes it makes it less bad. Oh, you're not sub to H three uh, subreddit, are you? H three no. sucks. Ugh, I hate that guy. But anyway, uh, so but it's such a weird because okay, I didn't understand like there's like a clown and a lady. Well, I mean his family is like super fucked up. You saw Honey Boy, didn't you? I did not. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, no. All right, let's let's get it that and it and uh, and that's it. That's all we watched. That's it. Let's, like, let's, I guess I don't even know if he gets out at the end. Like I don't even know. So like, I, I I assume that by the time I go to post this, Alec is going to send me his thoughts on. A boy and his dog. So I'm gonna just go bing bong right here and pause, and then we'll put Alex little dealy right bing here. Bong. Yeah, that's uh, my thing. Before we, actually, before we get into that, I do want to. I feel like since we're you want to you want to tell everybody about our sponsor this week, Audible. Yeah. <laughs> do you like? Ooh, to- I want to be Rage Shadow Legends. Rage Shadow Legends. <laughs> we all agree that books are for idiots, but uh, you know, might as well have them read to you. Are anyway. you gonna- <laughs> Go ahead. No. Um, I did want to bring up, since we're talking about David Ayer, I feel like we should talk a little bit about all those DC like, trailers we just saw. Like, oh, yeah, they all look pretty cool. Like, I can't wait. The Suicide wait. one might be interesting, right? We already talked about that with James Gunn. Like, their cast is super huge. And well, yeah, it's full of people I love. It's got Nate Fillion. It's got fucking uh, John Cena and Idris Elba, and that guy that they, they use all like nonsense DC characters. Like, so you, I guess you can kill them off. But he's I'm gonna kill. Point, he, right? I bet you he's gonna kill off like a ton of them. I think that's yeah. like the whole thing. It's gonna be like battle royal. He's gonna kill <laughs> off like thirty characters. Who's gonna make it? Uh, Harley Quinn makes it, right? Yeah, um, probably Shark. I bet you it's just going to be Harley Quinn that makes it. I think everyone else is going you to die. kill Idris Elba. Yeah. Why I mean, wouldn't Pete, they? I guess I not. Like, like Pete Davidson's not going to make it. Like none of is, those. It, who is Idris Alba anyway? He's not Deadshot, right? Sport? Oh, I don't even know who that is. And that guy, that creepy guy from 
Um, well, he's the Russian guy in Ant Man. David, I can never say his name right. David Del Del Chain Delmas Del something. He's fucking polka dot man. Whoever the hell that is. He's also in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He's the guy that Joy like smashes his spine. He was in Bat. He was in uh, uh, yeah, yeah. He was in Dark the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's yeah. in a bunch of stuff. So, uh, so Suicide Squad looks interesting. Pattinson Batman looks super interesting. What's the deal with so? Are, I'm going to reserve judgment on that because Matt Reeves like directed Cloverfield. I still think that movie's trash. Most didn't he, all, he, he also didn't he direct all the the Planet of the Apes movies? Isn't that him? Oh, is is that him? I'm pretty sure it is. Oh, okay. So, so the whole bit about telling the truth and lying and whatever is that supposed to be? Who is there? Like, a, is the Riddler yeah. like a serial he, killer? He did direct all the Planet of the Apes movies. Okay. Those movies are great. Did you see the picture of Colin Farrell? Gogs? Yeah, as the as the fucking penguin, like all yeah. jumping up. I mean, I assume that the villain is the Riddler because it sounds like he's asking him questions. There's question marks all mm-hmm. over the the like the promo stuff. Like when they go to the year, instead of twos yeah. for the year, it's question marks. And the voice, like the voice that you hear talking to Batman, it sounds Dan- it sounds like Paul Dano's voice, and he's the Riddler. So I assume that the villain is the Riddler. So what's I, all- I didn't, I didn't gather lying. Is there like a is that the, I don't remember that being a Riddler thing. Like I thought I didn't know if there was some like serial killer in Batman in this universe that was like obsessed with the truth. No, it's that doctor from Concussion. He just like you told that man the truth. He's in the movie. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously, like who knows, like the ins and outs. But the Riddler could be orchestrating the whole thing. You know what I mean? I can, like, I, you know, I don't know if I'm taking too much from this, but I hope Pattinson's Bruce Wayne's like a vacant, like psycho, like in. Like American Psycho, you know what I mean? The Bruce Wayne mask is just like this, like fucking cipher. Like, cause he looks real fucked up in the yeah. screenshots. It looks, man. I, I'm so excited for the movie. I thought that tra- I thought that trailer like hit it out of the park. I've already rewatched that trailer like ten times. But he fucking jacks that gang member up and then just continues to like beat him relentlessly. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that shit fucking rules. The suit looks good too. In between the lighthouse and good times, Pattinson has gotten a lot of gravitas from me. So I'm like, yeah, dude. Hey, he's really good in Cosmopolis. That movie's not good, but he's good. He's kind of playing a Bruce Wayne like character in that movie. Yeah. In Cosmopolis. Yeah. Well, so there's that. There's, uh, like I'm saying, the Suicide Squad with James Gunn at least looks interesting, if nothing else. I don't know what I think about the Snyder cut of Justice League. It looks like shit. I mean, yeah. who thinks it's good? Nobody thinks it's going to be good, right? Like, it's well, just going to be something. A lot of people think it's going to be good, but they're not the kind of people you want to associate with. Yeah, those people are morons. Like, it's going to be bad. I'm going to watch it because I'm, I'm like, morbidly curious in what it what it is, but it's going to be bad. Like, there's no way it's going to be good. Then I saw this retarded take on the movie where somebody was like, it looks just like the like the original movie, but with extended scenes. It's like, well, that's what it is. Like, what the yeah. fuck? What did you think it was going to be? Like, they're going to reshoot the entire movie? Like, it's just an extended cut. Like, of course it's going to be like the original movie. It's just going to be darker, and there's going to be, like, extended scenes. Like, I wonder if it's going to be more coherent. That's the only it has thing. to be, though. There's, there's no way it, it can't. Well... I say that, but the theatrical cut, at least of Batman vs Superman, is kind of all over the place. Yeah, but like it's, it's got a clarity of vision, maybe not like a narrative clarity. You know what I mean? Right. Well, 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think it's hilarious that there are people that think this is going to be a good movie. I, I mean, I'm, I, I want to watch it. Don't get me wrong, but I watch a lot of, sh- I watch the tax collector for Christ's sake. Yeah, oh, I want to new mutants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't you post that you were going to go see it. I was joking. I told Alec I was on my way up there. Yeah, I want to see it. All I'll right. die for Dune, but I might have to draw the line. It foxes the new mutants. Yeah, I don't blame you. And All right, let's, let's get into it. The Suicide Squad video game looks good. There we go. Yeah, Suicide Squad video. That other one that they got, they showed that Arkham Knights looks really cool, too. I didn't but see that. Anyway. It's like you play Batwoman, Nightwing, Robin, and Red Hood, and Batman's dead. And the only thing that I don't like about it is like it looks like there's like live service elements in it, and I'm like, oh, uh, row, row. yeah, yeah, no, thank you. As soon as that comes in, it's like, no, I just want a regular game, please. I don't Gotham. want Gotham Knights. Yeah, go- I think it's called Gotham Knights. Oh, it's nice. Okay, I'll check it out. I think anyway. it's also by Rocksteady. Well, Rocksteady makes pretty decent stuff. So now on to the main thingamadoo. As we call it. <laughs> Your main thingamadoo of the evening. A boy and his dog. Um, which I don't think we're going to have much to talk about, but we'll try. Um, you don't think so, we're going to have a lot to talk about? There's a lot to talk about. I disagree with that. I, mean, I, mean, I think we're going to, I think you're going to listen, you're going to have three, three glowing reviews. So there's not going to be a lot to shit on. How about that? Yeah, but there's like a lot of insane shit to talk there's about. Okay. Can you just uh, cut in that like I forget that Chris Hansen clip that I like rape or whatever that yeah. is? So uh, I guess I'll run through what that movie is about real quick. Uh, you are told that World War Four happened in it lasted five days, and that's the one that did it. It nuked everybody, and I think it's later brought up. It's 2024 now. I think it's established later that it happened in 2006 or 2007. Um, and you right. to and they also, but they also say that World War Three lasted for like sixty years. Yeah, so right, so World War Three was a big deal. World War Four, not so much. Um, you're introduced to Blood and Vic, or Alfred. Uh, Alfred slash Vic is uh, a boy man, Don Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> and him and Blood, who looks like I guess Benji or like uh, one of those movies where the dad gets turned into a dog. Um, like that kind of dog are scouring the wasteland and they have a telepathic link they can speak to each other with their minds and it's funny sometimes when it's funny when you take a step back and sometimes Vic is talking out loud to blood blood's just speaking with his mind and it's like one of those things where if you if you step back and think about it like the other characters are just like only hearing half a phone call yeah Uh, so they are just wandering the wasteland, having you know, living their best life, trying to find food, moving from encampment to encampment, raiding on people. But their big deal is that Don Johnson wants to get laid. Like that is his motivating factor. That's all he. That's all he wants. Yeah. Don Johnson loves pussy. <laughs> like, he yeah, loves yeah. it. <laughs> right. Well, the the movie opens and they find this like raided out. Uh, I don't know, like hobble or whatever. And there's there's this corpse of this woman. And the first thing he says is he's upset that somebody cut her up because some. I think he uses the term someone could have used her a few more times. It's like yeah. oh my, like that's the level of this movie, like right away. So then, uh, they're wandering the wasteland. 
you you're uh they're looking for they're looking for for pussy. Uh, <laughs> I mean they are. Uh, they end up going to like they 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 come across this one dude. Was it Fellini? Is that what we found at his yeah. name? Yeah, his name was Fellini, which is a play, like a joke on uh, the Fellini movies, because there's like a musician with him, and it's like, it looks yeah. like something out of a Fellini movie. He's getting like pulled around on this cart, and he's blowing up the wasteland to try and dig up. You figure out that like there's like five or six feet of just sandstorm grit and grime over what was once cities and houses, because he keep digging up houses and raiding them, looking for canned goods and food. And all the canned goods, it's like fucking Metro Last Light, where instead of bullets are currency, it's like canned food is currency. Yeah. Um, so they raid on this Fellini guy, and real quick, before we get any further, TJ and I were talking about this, Sean, do you think that that guitar player strapped up to his cart, was it all an influence on the Doof Warrior? Oh, 100%. Okay. 100%. George, George, George Miller has seen this movie a thousand times. I think this is like the Fountainhead of a lot of post apocalyptic it's not like Anne Rand's the fountainhead. Right. It's like the fountainhead of a lot of post apocalyptic shit. Well there's Either a lot like- of fallout in this movie. Well, I mean like, he direct yeah. he calls a dog dog meat like in the first yeah. two seconds. Yeah. I mean, so- but I think there- there's a lot of things that are like second, third generation from this movie. Yeah. This well I think seven. I think that the uh the guitar player on a string is a I think in Turbo Kid having the guy on the bike operate the record player i think that's the exact like i think that's a straight line reference right there so they're running around and then you find out that uh they're getting observed by these people in like i don't know surgical slippers and pants talking about okay he'll do set a trap for him so then he gets he goes to this town and blood wants popcorn and they trade beets and say they're peaches to go look at a porno and uh blood is you good at finding females and he actually alludes to the fact that other dogs are out there looking for females too. So you wonder how many other people have these psychic connections. In the book, or, just to interject, in the book, everyone has a telepathic dog. So like, I think like if the, well, it's actually just they just have dogs. So I think that like it's one of those. It's a budget thing, right? Like if everyone had a fucking dog, it's probably a nightmare to have on set. But like every like in the way the book describes it, everyone has a like a dog companion. It's like very cool. common. I also do um, appreciate that in the movie they explain nothing about the tele the telepathy other than he can't forage for food because right. of the genetic modification. Although I think that's something he's just telling the the mannish boy, right? Oh, yeah. So he can have him around and get the food for him. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's the dog is so like uh, proper the way he speaks and everything, and he's trying to educate this kid. And you can just tell that fucking uh, Don John's just like this rude kid who grew up with and didn't know any better. And yeah, he, he doesn't understand the concept of morality at all. Right, no. which is interesting. Cause, I mean, TJ had this conversation too because it's interesting because we watched Alpha. And it's like, how do you have this weird morality play in this world where morality didn't really exist? And here you actually get the example of it, which is this kid who grew up with no morality. So the idea of just going around and taking women makes sense to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they track down this. Uh, they track down this girl, and she's like in a gym or something. And he sneaks down there, and he's getting ready to have his way with her. And then a like a whole group of other marauders show up. They have this big old fight scene, and they fake being like an irradiated ghoul or something. What do they call him? A screamer? A screamer, yeah. But it's alluded to they're like glowing. It's basically you know it's like glowing ghouls. You have a fallout. Yeah. And the girl's grateful, and then they bang like I don't know eleven times, and the fucking dog's like, all right. Or into the breach, which was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and then uh, she's like, you should come with me to live underground. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to fucking do that. I like being on the surface. I want to be with my dog. She cold cocks him and leaves and runs out on him. But she leaves like a, like a little uh, card, a little access card. Because apparently the underground isn't like a well-kept secret. It's like it's a known thing. It's just like another group. So he goes, he knows exactly where to go. He goes to this sort of door in the middle of the wasteland. And there's a, it's a really touching scene, actually, with blood kind of pleading with him not to go. And like, come on, man, stay with me. And, you know, and the guy's like, no, I'll be back. And yada, yada, yada. Uh, Don Johnson works his way downtown or down the steps and through like a boiler chiller plant and everything else. Um, and eventually gets, how does he get captured? I forget how he gets captured. He doesn't get, he just like, he basically just goes down there and they just, they, they like, you don't really see it, right? Like he just assimilates more or less. Yeah, they, they don't really like, they scrub him off. Does he, does he, well, that's after he like uh, they kind of like talk him into studying for everybody, right? Yeah, no, they don't, yeah, the no. washing. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. They like the wa- they get, somehow they get him. They fucking scrub him all down and everything else. They do all the tests. Like, so no deformities, yada yada yada. So anyway, first of all, you're, you're introduced to this weird society that's like it's like super wholesome. It's like um, it's like a. Go ahead. What's the brand? blast from the past where he lives in the underground? Yeah, it's it, but it's kind of like a like a grotesque kabuki theater version of what they think America was like. Yeah, and so they have like this weird committee, and they're still in like peach competitions, and everyone's dressed up like they're going out to a picnic. Oh, you know what it's like is um Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, that's the other thing we're talking about because there's like a weird yeah. scene with, like a barbershop quartet. And like everybody's got like these like everybody's done up like clowns sort of, and it you you get this committee that's kind of run in sort of this super brutal but very just nonchalant manner where they just like all right well just kill them off and put them in the farm. And I guess we later find out that the farm is turning them either into food or turning them into fertilizer, and they're always making excuses for how the people died so that there's no <laughs> malfeasance. Um, and Don Johnson, Don Johnson must get captured or something because it's being happen, it's happening against his will, right? And then you find out, like he gets introduced to everybody. It's like, listen, you're going to be. Here's our problem. We need, uh, we're, we need to uh, expand the gene pool a little bit here. We need you to uh, introduce some fresh DNA to the situation. So he's all fucking stoked because this is like, you know, this yeah, is it's over. Like, I'm going to bang all these women. Hell yeah. And then you cut to this super weird scene where he's basically hooked up to a milking machine and they're having little mini wedding ceremonies because they can't have a baby outside of marriage because that would be a sin. And they're just jacking him off with like a fucking hydraulic <laughs> yeah. and inseminating all these women. Uh, meanwhile, you find out that so the girl was in on the the girl, uh, Quilla June, right? she was the honey pot to lure him down here. She wants to use her power and take over the whole place. And she thinks, well, first she thinks the play is getting picked out here, gets her authority to be on this committee or whatever. That doesn't work out. So then she's like, fuck it. We're going to have her and her teeny bopper friends are going to have a coup and we're going to use Vic to do it. So she sneaks in to the insemination machine room. She releases Vic. Uh, she's like, help, help me like take over the place. He's like, fuck this. I'm out. Like, the coup, it's like, it's like Bay of Pigs. Like the coup just gets. Completely. Oh, yeah. It's like it gives tits up almost immediately. This giant monster man just starts crushing skulls and snapping necks. They're hunting them down. 
you find out that guy's a robot. Uh, and then they yeah, finally yeah. like escape the whole place, and she's like, "Now what do we do? How can we, you know?" And he, he, they get back to the surface. He's looking for blood. The fucking committee. Well, hang on. Uh, a pause, real quick. Like she now is acting to him like she loves him or she's in love with him because her whole rebellion got obliterated in ten right. seconds. Yeah, because like ten minutes earlier, she's like, "I don't give a yeah. fuck about you. I was using you like everyone else uses you." Like she's like right. ultra transparent about it, and now she suddenly has affection for him. Um. Meanwhile, the committee could not care less. It's, it's amazing because they're like, all right, how many we got? 11 out of 35? All right, that's fine. That'll work. Um, yeah. You'll get a new Michael out of the basement. And then uh, so they get to the surface and then and Vic's trying to find blood, the dog. And then they find that little mental connection. Blood's been laying there. It almost like fucking um, Fry's dog, like dying in the fucking desert. And Quilla June's like, it's okay. We'll get through this. And, you know, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll move on. And then it's the next scene. Uh, it's Vic and Blood walking away, having a conversation, which alludes to the fact that they killed and ate Quilla June. Yeah. Or at least Blood did. Maybe not Vic, because I don't think Vic had any. No, he said he didn't eat any, but Blood certainly did. Well, Blood also says... Taste. Yeah. <laughs> he's she, just she cackling about it. Um, yeah, it, it's real dark. <laughs> And then the movie ends. So presumably yeah. they're still wandering the wasteland to this day. I mean, this is a brisk 90 minutes of movie. Oh, it yeah. hustles. There's not an ounce of fat on this film. Like, Which is no. crazy because we've seen, like, not this plot, obviously, but this set up in a bunch of movies recently. The wasteland wandering from, uh, what's the Patrick Swayze movie? Oh, uh, oh uh, not Blood of Heroes, but that one, too. Yeah, um, called that was sword uh, of iron or something. Iron sword, uh, red iron, red steel, something like that. It called? Steel, yeah. dawn. steel dawn, steel dawn, That's yeah, it. yeah. Solar babies. I mean, we've seen this movie a bunch. Yeah, we've seen and, uh, it, we've seen bad and, versions of it. And, 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 it, and yeah. before those movies, so you think they would have learned their lesson from this movie? But no, yeah, like a boy and his dog. I think we found out came out. Is it, boy and his dog is seventy five, and I think Road Warrior is eighty one. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like this movie, like, like we said earlier, like the original Mad, I'm sorry, Mad Max. Oh, Mad Max was eighty one. What was uh, what's Road eighty eighty three? Hold on, um, seventy nine is Mad Max. So Mad Max is after this. Road yeah. Warriors, so seventy nine, eighty one. Like, there's so many post apocalyptic movies and video games. That you can just see just like the, the DNA of this movie, like nods and just like all sorts of shit. Um, yeah, it, it is the Genghis Khan of uh, post-apocalyptic fiction. It's the granddaddy of them all. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I'm not to bury the lead. I love this movie. I'm a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, I was worried because like um, the, the sexuality, if you want to call it that, of the movie is it's a tough it's a tough sit with 2020. I've seen this movie like five times. So like, I, I knew what to expect. Um, oh yeah. I'd seen this movie before too. Like, I knew, oh, I knew okay. It. I wasn't sure if you'd seen it or not. not. My first viewing. This is like my second or third. I uh, was going to say, but uh, now this movie's, I think this movie's brilliant. Like I love, love, love this movie. And you can't make this movie nowadays. Like you can't, no, I can't, no. I, mean, I don't know how they made the movie then. Like it's one of these movies where it's like, how did this get made? Like, it's insane how, like, the, the elevator pitch of this movie is fucking nuts. Like, I can't imagine anyone at any time being like, yeah, that's a good idea to make No, because they probably, like, um, 
they showed him the the dailies or whatever. Like this is too dark, so they went back and made that super wacky soundtrack. Oh yeah, that uh, the bass not the bass player, but the keyboardist from the Doors made the entire oh, soundtrack. Yeah, yeah Raymond Zarek, and uh, they're like, oh okay. It's like that scene in Kick-Ass where she's killing everybody to the banana splits. Like all the mu- music in this movie is like intentionally goofy. So the guy that directed this movie, I didn't know this, LQ Jones. Yeah. yeah he's like right now. He's like mainly known as an actor. He was in yeah, Hang he's like High. A, he's in, yeah, he's like, like in a bunch of he was in one, every western TV show ever. Yeah. He's like a what's uh, your Rick what's his name? Uh fuck yeah. from uh, Dalton, Rick Dalton. Yeah, Rick Dalton. <laughs> he really is, and he's in a bunch of Sam Peckinpah movies. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't, re- but like he only directed a few things. But yeah, he's, that guy, he's like the local yokel from fucking Casino, who's like nephew did got did dumb shit and got fired. Like he's like he's done. He's, he's directed three things, one of which was a TV show. Like it's nuts, and he's still alive, ninety three. Well, banger. I love Don Johnson in this movie, but like he feels like he's acting like a kid in a porno. You yeah. know what I mean? Like his age is a problem. If like there's, if I can give a minor nitpick to this, it's his age. I totally his agree. Age, yeah. Me right. and Gog said the same thing. It's like he, I was like, what is this guy like twenty six? And then Gog did the math. He's like, oh yeah, he actually was twenty six when he made this movie. <laughs> but but at the same time, like I can see where they'd be like, we can't cast a kid in this movie. Because right. it's so fucking dark and sexual. Like, what are we fucking Harvey Clark over here? Like, <laughs> like right. I, uh, Larry Clark. Why do I always want to call him Harvey? Because you're thinking, are you thinking of fucking Har- Harvey Weinstein every time you think of something dirty and sexual in movies? Yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, this movie is ridiculous. Um, I will say, having just read the book, it's a pretty solid adaptation. The one thing that I, I can say that I, I wish it was different, and I know this is a function of budget, like, totally, but um, the book takes place all in, like, a bombed-out city and not in a desert, like, at all. And it's like, I kind of want to see that, but I know why they picked a desert, because it's a lot cheaper. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, like, little things, like, when they go to the movies in the book, they go to see other movies, and there is a porno mixed in, but they talk about seeing other movies, like propaganda movies, about the the war and then they talk about seeing like an old James Cagney movie and they get it gets a little bit more into like the hierarchy of gangs and like how pe- how people like survive it's kind of interesting i like yeah. this and I, and somehow the book is more dark and misogynist because whereas in this movie, Ellison wrote it well yeah well in this yeah. movie we talk about how he has no morality because he doesn't know any better. Well, in the book, they explicitly say that he does know better and he does it anyway. Right. Like he just doesn't care. Like, I mean, he explicitly says like when he, he meets the scene in the movie where he finally gets to the girl and he watches her change and all this shit. And they have that, they have like their little meat cute, (laughs) for lack of a better (laughs) term in the book. He's like, you know, she's like freaking out. He's like, well, I don't blame her. Like I'm going to rape her. I can't tell her like, it's not going to be bad. And it's like, Oh, okay. So he gets what he's doing in the book and the movie, I would say, which is funny because I don't know if you read the same thing, but Harlan also got really mad about the last line of the movie because it was chauvinistic and misogynist. I'm like, Harlan Ellison guy. Harlan Ellison is like the patron saint of old cranks. But like, oh, yeah. for him to come say something else is massage, it's like, come on, dude. Also, there's like, it's funny because I was talking to Gogs. So I was like, why well, don't like all these guys would just go gay, right? And like, 
in the book they explicitly say like he 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 has this thing where he talks about how uh that he has he has gone gay but it has been a long time since he's done it and he doesn't yeah. want it i forget the the like name they use for gay guys it's obviously something terrible it's not like a normal it's like a sci-fi name you know they add oh, like, okay it's like a like a like a boxer i think it's called everything's dogs yeah uh, the gangs are called packs Ro- rovers rovers and then yeah, yeah so like a, a gay guy is a boxer and he's like well you don't want to have a boxer around because then you got to split all your food and they don't expect to do any work because they just show a little ass and it's like oh, okay <laughs> but it's, it's very harlan ellison like if well, it, it, the, the movie is like a, a french sex farce but like it over top of it is pasted what like a v- barely functional ai thinks america is yeah well, I love I love the down under part. Like I love yeah. the the weird like PSA style like Wikipedia entries that are just over like a loudspeaker. It's like <laughs> I don't that's such a weird idea and it's just, it's just like recipes it. and shit. Like it's yeah, like yeah. history lessons. It's it's like the museum in um it's like the Hall of Violence or whatever. It's like the museum in demolition, man. They're so far removed from yeah. what it was that like it's again. It's just like a, a grotesquery of what they think it is. Hello? What was that? <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that weird. was weird. Oh, neat. Continue. It's uh, not like part of the movie. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, no, this movie's fantastic. Like I, I don't know. This is like, I don't think Alex's gonna like this movie now. Obviously, you at home that are listening now have already probably heard Alex's opinion, but uh, but we don't know what it is. And I'm going to say I'm react to it. I'm going to say it's like a two. Like I think he's going to hate this movie. I don't think Alec likes. I mean, he doesn't like. I don't think in general he likes old movies. He he doesn't like weird uh, slash illegal sex shit. And he doesn't like old sci-fi movies. And this is like right in the same. I would say yeah. this movie and like Westworld are not that far apart as no. far as like high concept, low budget, 70s sci-fi. This is like, the, like the, when I think of 70s sci-fi, this is the first movie I think of every time. Yeah. So I guess let the, let us get into our five knuckle shuffles. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm a lot. Let's lot. We'll, Everybody lock in your your Alec. I'm thinking he's a three. I'm a three. No, I, I say two all day long. Also, uh, did you guys realize that tonight's SummerSlam and I just don't give a shit at all? Yeah. Kind of didn't know. Nice. Uh, I'm I, I'm he's gonna give it a one because Damn. the dog is cool. Like it'll be some he'll like the dog. The dog is hate cool. the movie. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, there we go. That's fair. All right. So, Gogs, five knuckle shuffle. Um, I think this is a nine for me. Uh, it's 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 so uh, as a fan of sci-fi, especially post-apocalyptic sci-fi, it's so fun to watch to see like all of like the influences this has on everything else. From like like we're saying, from the Road Warrior to fucking Turbo Kid, like this movie. Like has his fingerprints on everything. Um, it's so wacky and weird. Um, and like we said before, there's no there's no fat on this movie. It is a fucking. It's a super weird premise. They just lean into one hundred percent and they put their foot on the gas and they just don't let off. 
and there's no like what's what's fun is that Don Johnson's character doesn't develop at all through the <laughs> like his character no. is the same character like there's no growth his character is he goes through this fucking crazy shit and there's no there, it's he is exactly the same in the end he's like fuck he's looking out for himself he doesn't give a shit he's, he's off to look for more ass he's got his dog life is good this is what he wants like there's yeah. there's yeah, there's, no, there's no arc in this at all none none no arc, no arc for him like he's basically just a witness to terrible events like yeah. and he gets through and he makes it like um the only person that maybe has any kind of arc i guess is quilla june because she realizes that her failed rebellion is going to get her killed and exiled and then turns out eaten. So, yeah, but even she's like, like, it's it, like, uh, I would say that's a one nitpick with her character. It's like, and again, this is mainly due to the fact that like the movie is very short, so they don't really have time to, to flesh out her character. But like, she literally goes from like, fuck you, why aren't you helping me to like, literally three seconds later like well i love you why don't you love me and it's just like uh like well no i mean it makes it i get what i get what they're going for but it's like a little much what's it defense it's her only she has one marketable skill like she is this is all she has and she's not going to make it on the own she's not where would she be without the kindness of strangers like she (laughs) like she has he he has to love her otherwise she is doomed on the surface yeah, so, no, I, I agree. Her character makes sense. It's just like she 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 fucking played her cards wrong. Like she overplayed her hand. But yeah. I I really I really enjoy this movie. I think it's uh, a great a great example of classic sci-fi. Great example of like uh, post-apocalyptic. Like this is what you want. You want to see society do some weird shit afterwards. So yeah. that's uh that's a nine for me, uh, Sean. Oh, it's a 10 for me, and it never wasn't going to be. I was stoked when you picked this. Um, It's, like, perfectly weird and super fast and dark and fucking, like, but still really funny. Yeah. Um, The dog rules John... John Donson. John Donson. John Donson. John Donson. <laughs> no, this, movie's, this movie's perfect and if you change anything the whole thing falls apart it's a very elaborate like jenga thing you know what i mean so yeah like, not totally um it's the best version of this movie you're ever gonna get like and it like you said and we've talked about this with other movies before like the uh i, th- I don't know if it was dog day afternoon or cruising or something it was like oh you couldn't make this movie now because they would change this this and this like like you couldn't even make a recognizable version of this movie now. Uh, no, not at all. Like the only here's what they would do if they tried to adapt this now. It would literally just be the the boy, the telepathic dog, and like them going to the under underneath. Well, they'd be and trying to find his dad. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And then you would find out that the dad was actually the genetic engineer responsible for the dogs being telepathic in the first place. Yep, you've already you've already wrote it. That's oh, so you, you made Gears of War. <laughs> I'm not familiar with the plot of Gears of War, to be you honest. But uh, the plot of Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I do like the idea that you know when he he feeds her to the dog, he's got that Homer moment where he's like, "One dog could get many pussy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this movie's fucking. I love this movie a lot. I really do. Uh, it's a soft recommend though for almost everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like unless you're like. Matt, I don't know that I would recommend it to you. Like uh, outside of the show, 
yeah, you you're not gonna you can't you can't just walk around saying no. You guys should watch. Yeah, and his dog. Like, you gotta be. Yeah, you're not bringing in this for the the break room at work. No, no. And it's not yeah. even like I mean the subject matter is really explicit. It's not like the movie's super explicit. No, it's more but, just um, what's alluded to, like what's implied. The implication yeah. is the problem. Yeah, and it's, it's like the and it's like right away. Like I said, like yeah. it's literally right away. Like where he's like, oh, somebody could have used up that body. It's like Jesus Christ! Like, r- like, not five minutes in, and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. And like for yeah. people who haven't seen it, and we didn't really say it. Like, like it's in, it, it's sort of stated that he's just going to have his way and take what he wants. You know, when he gets it. Oh, but, he yeah, but he wants he wants. Happen- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gox. My fault. But when like you know, there's any sort of sex in the movie, it is uh, it is all consensual. So that never actually. Well, there isn't really any sex in the movie. Yeah, well, that, that, that's well, true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But even that conceptual sex is part of a plot. Like, that's transactional. Right. Yeah, it's, a, it's a honeypot. It's a honeypot. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I also like, I like that they they very much uh, hint, at least that's all I always took from the movie, that he's being directly manipulated by the dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Because the dog wants, because the dog wants companionship more so than the boy wants companionship, because he's just like a a little freak. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the movie, the movie is like a, uh, and I'll I'll turn it over to you. Um, there's Hell Comes to Frog Town makes me think of this movie a lot. I could totally see that, absolutely. But um, yeah. So TJ, uh, it's a nine for me, dog. I really, really like it. I don't know why. I don't know what's keeping that one point away, but it's a nine for me. I think there's just little thing. I think reading the book actually made me just want just a little bit more, which is probably unfair. But uh, I highly recommend everybody read the book. I got it off Google. <coughs> excuse me, Google Play Books for three dollars, and it's sixty pages long, so you can read it in like no time. And uh, looking on the Wikipedia, apparently he wrote Harlan Ellison wrote like the continuing adventures of. Uh, blood and uh the other character i can't think yeah richard corbin did the art no shit richard there's a it's a comic book yeah oh fuck i need to get that i love richard corbin yeah he's great Um, anyway uh i this movie is fantastic it's like you know if there's one thing that i i've been very consistent on in in my ratings in the show is i love insanely unique movies and there's nothing like this i mean it's so fucking out there and strange and like it's it's got that that economical storytelling where it's it's like like gog said there's no fat to this movie this movie is over before you know it and like it doesn't really give you time like it's 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 one of the best uh things that i like in sci-fi movies and i i think that you know i could look at something like a blade runner is a good example where the movie just throws a bunch of concepts at you and doesn't really bother to like fucking tell you about it. Like th- those are radiated people that they allude to. You never see them. No, nope. so you don't you know, know what they. You know enough about them just by what they talk around, right? Or and if they even exist at all, and they're not some kind of boogeyman being like right. scapegoated for something, or even the history of the world. I mean, you know about like certain aspects, but like there's enough mystery to it. I don't know. There's just a lot of really cool like world building things. But done like very quickly and like very, uh, it doesn't get in the way of the plot, which is nice because I think, especially on this show, I think a, a, a sin of most of the bad movies that we watch 
is there's never the movie there's never a part in this movie where it stops to tell you what's happening like it just goes and it like you understand what's happening from watching the movie like the dog doesn't go okay guys this is what we're doing like so many movies that we watch have that scene where it's just like okay audience this is what's going on like i don't know it's great um really surprised that the director really didn't make any other movies like it's a really good movie it's it's weird knowing that he was like primarily an actor like i wonder why he took this project it's like such an odd thing um but yeah it's great it's great uh i love it a lot um if you want a crime against this movie look up the fucking old vhs and dvd cover for it where it's just a atom it's a mushroom cloud with a smiley face in it i don't hate that i know you I, hate your cover it's but the I, I shittiest hate. it's such first of all it's like barely has anything to do with the movie mm-hmm. and secondly like it just like design wise it's like the laziest fucking thing it doesn't give you any indication of like the tone of the film it's so bad and i didn't watch this movie for years because i saw that cover and i just and it also looks cheap and fucking crappy it looks like a bad like asylum movie cover and i remember seeing that movie in the video store and passing it up because i'm like this looks like shit and it wasn't until years later somebody's like no you gotta check this movie out and i bought the dvd I blind bought the DVD and I fucking loved it. Um, so yeah, this is great. I'm very interested in what Alex is going to say. I, I, I just don't, I am, I am, I, I know he's not going to like it. If he, if he likes it, I'm going to be shocked. What if he does though? I mean, maybe he might. He's the impossible. He really <laughs> is. He is the wild card. <laughs> All right. So we might have next week might be, uh, a grab bag because if we record on Sunday, it's still technically Dogist. So Ooh. it may be a grab bag next week, but we'll have to see. On and- Monday, it's still Dogist. There's a good chance we'll be in Dogist. Oh, we should do uh, The Rise of Skywalker. I haven't seen that yet. Oh, uh, no, no. I turned it off. It's so bad. What'd you say, Gogs? I've watched half of it, and it didn't compel me to watch the other half. That was a week ago, and I haven't watched the other half yet. You, you yeah. know Star Wars movies are bad when, like, me and Gogs haven't seen them. And it's yeah. been, <laughs> it's it's been it's, free to me for a while now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's been out for a minute. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Uh, I don't know. What's next month? Um, uh, September, September, right? Oh, that's right. Tim movies. September Timber. We, uh, well, you you could pick Tim Burton movies. It's any any Tim related film, right? <laughs> Is it Tim or Tom or just Tim? Right, because Tim and Tom are the same name, according to you. I'm, I'm of the opinion it could be Tim or Tom, but I'm good either way. Did Top Gun Maverick ever get released? No. Yeah, that's a real shame. That's another one of those COVID. Uh, covid uh mess ups i mean i i know we're all upset about that one yeah try like what to like there's so like like you go to, could it be is it the actor or the director i'm pretty sure you came up with this theme so i don't know why i'm filling you in on the rules to your own theme well in this case then it's anything as long as there's a tim <laughs> any any tim related hell it could even be the fucking character's name director character actor 
Yes, title. If there's title. some movie that has Tim in the title, yeah, like we could watch a Nightbreed or whatever that Timor or was Night Watch. What the hell is that movie called? By oh Timor God, Beckmakov. Yeah, Night Watch. Yeah, that would be an interesting one to watch. I remember own that movie. I believe I remember hating that movie. Yeah. I think that I think the end fight in that movie is like two characters playing Tekken, and then it's <laughs> acted out by actors. But I could that all could be like a fever dream. Man, there's so many things to pick. Yeah, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna pick. I'll I'll think about it. I, I will. Root. Tim, I might go Tim Allen. I might go Tim Curry. I mean, you got Tim Robbins. We could watch Bull oh, Durham. Tim Robbins. Oh no, Tim Tim Roth is an option. Tim, Tim Roth. Tom Robbins. Tim yeah. Oliphant. He's in there. Um. Oh, t- Tim Roth, huh? There's a lot of good Tim Roth movies. Yeah, yeah. I, I might pick a Tim Roth movie. Oh, you, you know what? Gridlocked. No, I'm gonna pick a. Uh, a cook, the 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 the, the thief, the, his wife, and the cook and her lover. That'd be. I yeah. think you guys would like that movie. It is a good movie. It's on Prime too. At least yeah. it was. Oh, that you know what? I was thinking about this movie. I might pick the Tim Roth. Tim Roth's Incredible Hulk. Oof. Yeah, that's a big oof. I don't remember it being that bad. Lots of options though. There's the, there's things to watch. All right. Well, that's the show this week, guys. So you know, go eat your own ass. And uh, get consent for God's sakes. Don't don't take the lessons of this film and take right. and apply them to the real world. Like if your dog is helping you telepathically find some ass to eat. You know, yeah. Ask. Yeah, always ask. Right. Well, be a, be a gentleman or a lady. Either one. Either At one. least do the gladiator <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down question. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the only way I've ever had sex. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> Not thumbs in the board. A boy in his dog can go walking. A boy and his dog sometimes talk to each other. A boy and a dog can be happy sitting down in the woods on a log, but a dog. Knows his boy can go wrong. A boy and his dog can go fishing. A boy can teach a dog to bring a dish in when he's hungry. A boy and a dog can be happy sitting out in the woods on a log, but a dog knows his boy. 